Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word that has been given to us. And Lord, I pray now that you will encourage our hearts that each of us can have that wonderful, intimate relationship with you and that you want to meet with us. And that is your heart and you will give the grace needed if we're willing. So Lord, would you guide during this time now, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. As we talk about spending an extended time with the Lord, as we talk about spending an hour with God, uh, we often think of the hour concept from Matthew chapter 26. If you'll turn there with me, we'll just look at this for one minute here, but it's an uh, important uh, time. You have the Lord Jesus bearing a great burden as he shows the reality of his incarnation. His uh, physical being was not just some emanation or something. He was truly human. He was one of us. He was God completely. His spirit was divine, but he genuinely was human. And one of the greatest evidences of this is in his prayer in the garden. And he had given them his heart in the upper room, the upper room discourse, and then Chapters 15, 16, and 17 of John give us both uh, the tremendous teaching about the Comforter coming and all that he was going to do, the abiding in Christ passage. And then in chapter 17, you have that great high priestly prayer and the heart of, inter of intercession for us. And then they come to the Garden of Gethsemane. And of course, the Lord knew that that was where he would be betrayed and would be apprehended, and that his suffering would start shortly. And of course, the great suffering, as we all know, was not primarily the physical suffering, though that was horrendous. It was the suffering of the Holy God taking on our sins. I still can't get my mind around that, how that God could do that for us, but what a tremendous truth. And the three disciples that had chosen throughout the couple of years that primarily they'd been with him, uh, uh, Peter, James, and John, had the wonderful privilege of going a little further into the garden where he was going to pray. And this is a, a very sacred time. And we read in verse 36 of chapter 26, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Seek ye here while I go and pray yonder. And then he, he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. I want you to realize that they saw firsthand and felt the enormous impact of what Christ was going to be doing for them, they saw that coming over him at that time. And so it was very obvious. And then he says, my soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. And he says, would you watch with me? And then he went a little further and fell on his face. And you have that wonderful passage, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. But then he comes back and finds them sleeping in verse 40. And 
there's that very probing statement. What could ye not watch with me one hour? We've talked in several of these sessions about knowing God intimately, knowing his heart, having the right view of him, having a genuine relationship with him. It's very real. He has given us his spirit in our innermost man so that we can have a genuine spiritual oneness with our God. But as Christ displayed the many times that he got apart to pray, the necessity of actually taking extended time to pray, so he wants us to do the same. And if you were to go into the rest of the passage, you would find that when the soldiers of the Sanhedrin came to apprehend him, they all failed. Peter, James, and John included. I personally believe if one of them had entered in to the heart of the Savior and caught his prayer to the Father and had taken that seriously to be praying along with uh, with Jesus, that one wouldn't have run. He would have had the power of God. And folks, we run all the time from the solutions and from the will of God within our life simply because we haven't had a fresh understanding of who he is. We haven't sensed his love spiritually. The word of God has not quickened our hearts. And we charge out into a day too busy to meet with God. And then the pressure comes and we fail. Now, we're not talking about some kind of ritual here. We're not talking about some kind of, uh, you know, if if you don't have devotions, then you're totally, you're in trouble. No, you can turn to the Lord in need if you have to, if something happens and, and uh, you can be praying as you go. I understand that and I believe that. But I'm telling you to be able to stay consistent day by day and go forward in your spiritual life, there is no substitute for an extended time of prayer and time in the word. We are so busy in our day. And what we are going to encourage you, and I want you to be thinking about this as I give a quick explanation, um, that those of you that have your booklet, or you can see the basic instructions in the back. By the way, that's starting on page 121 for the Christ Walk Journal. Uh, but uh, I would like you to take the 21 day prayer challenge, an hour a day with the Lord. And if you can go three weeks and make the priority changes in your life to have the time to spend with God, you have a very good opportunity to make that a regular part of your life. We've had many of our folks take that challenge, and I'm sure some of our folks here would say, I need to take it again. Life can get you. And uh, unfortunately, it's easy with the pressures of life. And I would encourage you to realize, if you start t t looking at the amount of time that we take in, on technology and uh, the amount of time uh, with all the different facets of that, social networking, by the way, it'd be really good to eliminate that as much as possible, but I won't get into that. Uh, entertainment, same thing. Uh, obviously, uh, all of the other legitimate things that we do 
Uh, there's a lot of unnecessary time and we don't have it under control. And I promise you, you can find an hour. Yes. Everybody that has faced this has told me, you're right, I found the hour. And you will, I think, be greatly encouraged to realize that your life can dramatically change and the paradigm of your life can be dramatically different if you will take that time with the Lord. And uh, so whether you've already taken it before and know that it'd be very important to retake it because you've maybe slid back a little bit or you've never taken it, I know that's a serious challenge, but I would encourage you to do it. Now here's what I'm going to do here this afternoon. We're going to go through this. If you have the orange book, it's very easy to go through it. And then I will keep in mind, we'll also put things up on the screen. We'll have there in the back of the Christ Walk Journal, uh, you have the, uh, the helps and a, a, an example of, of one day of a journal. That would be on pages 124 and 125 in your journal. And the, and the outline of how to spend an hour is on page 123 in your journal. So if you don't happen to have your orange three-week journal with you, uh, you do have that there that you can refer to. And up on the screen will be uh, letting you know what I'm talking about because of time. I'll go be going fairly quickly and not take the time. Let me just say, too, I'm, sure I'll, I'm afraid I'll forget this. Over the years, God's allowed us to have the sweet blessing of uh, doing bended needs sem seminars in churches. We did one in a camp in Kansas. That was a great uh, opportunity there. Uh, Dr. Jim and I have done that. Uh, Dr. Flanders, when he could travel, was doing it. Dr. Billy Ingram has uh, uh, said that he would be, he's also going to be part of it. He, we've worked with him. And uh, so it's a one or two day seminar for your church. If you're interested in doing that, um, just let us know, and uh, they have information out at guest services, and that's taking your whole church through what we're going to talk about here in more of a, a quick way, um, and I trust this will be a help to you. All right, if you have your orange book, um, you can see the introduction here, and uh, you see the little one-hour clock there that gives you the idea of how we have broken down the one hour into five and ten minute increments. And these include all the aspects of the Lord's Prayer, all of the important uh, things, uh, all the different uh, ways that we can communicate with God. And they are very helpful. In fact, you follow something like this and you get into the habit of this kind of an order, you will find that it goes extremely quickly. Uh, and you have that great joy of knowing you've, you've had the different uh, ways that the Lord has told us how to pray, and it's all involved here. And I could spend an hour just going over the Lord's Prayer, which is really the model prayer, the outline for the right kind of prayer, but that's what that is based upon. And, um, and then on page four of your orange, it's not in the journal, but if you do have the orange three-week journal there, uh, you have two very important parts of this meeting with God. We want to have a full interactive time. Did you know God will be speaking to you as you speak with him? It's not a one-sided conversation. And remember, it's your spirit empowered by the Holy Spirit to come into communication with God the Father and God the Son. It's wonderful. Just think, we get on the inner circle with the Trinity and I'm not being trite when I say that. 
That's exactly what happens. And when you wake up to it, it just becomes glorious that I'm right in the center of the universe speaking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the Holy Spirit empowers us according to uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, uh, with groanings which cannot be uttered. I mean, He gives us the strength to be able uh, to pray. And, uh, and there are two things that we'll be showing you. First of all, when we go through the worship section, we're going to be looking at uh, the I am statement. Because He is, therefore I am. Does that sound a little familiar from the conference? Okay. And so every day, it's wonderful to come away with I am because He is. Thinking about who He is, therefore I am. And then near the end, coming out of the meditation section and discovery from the Word of God, we have the I will statement. What God has spoken to you in regard to a specific faith step that we need to take so that we can keep moving ahead. God may give you several, uh, but we need to have very specifically down what he said to us. And the beauty of the daily journal is that we keep a record of what God is doing in our life. Folks, just think one year passes, you have 365 days of God meeting with you. That's 365 hours of communication with God and a whole lot more than that above your extended time. Do you think he's going to tell you a few things? Think he's going to give you wisdom? You think he's going to direct? Do you think there's going to be tremendous answers to prayer? I promise you the answer is yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and so let me just go through these uh, different sections, keeping that in mind. We'll be looking at the very first thing that I said as we look at the worship and praise uh, section. Hallowed be thy name. And that's the emphasis, of course, of this conference, the great I am. I'm telling you, friends, uh, sometimes you haven't had the best night's sleep. Maybe you've, you're carrying burdens from the day before and you get up and if you cave in to how you feel, you're in trouble. But if it's, your, it's in your spiritual DNA, as soon as you can, you have set aside the time to spend that hour with God. There's nothing like coming into the realization of the greatness of your God. And I, I find within a minute, I'm, my perspective is totally different. There's a, there's a relief in my heart. There's a joy my God cares about me. And he's all-powerful. And any need I have, he can meet that need. And uh, so this worship and praise section is very, very important. Now let me say prior to uh, going into that, talk to the Holy Spirit about your need for him. Uh, thank, aren't you thankful he indwells you? Amen. By the way, don't be rude and leave him out. Amen. He's the one that empowers us. He brings us on the basis of what Christ has done to the Father but uh, we are to commune with the Holy Spirit. He's there for us to depend upon. Just like you can't win someone to Christ without the power of the Spirit, you cannot pray without the power of the Spirit. And so it's very important to spend time and, say, and ask, yield yourself to him and just ask him right there on the front end, Lord, empower me, uh, guide me, direct me. I yield myself to you. I can't do this without you. But Lord, there's so much you want to accomplish through my prayer. Help me. I tell you, that alone will change your spirit because you know he's going to do that. Well, in the worship and prayer, uh, worship and pray, excuse me, section, uh, we're looking and 
thinking about who God is based upon our uh, position in Christ and, uh, and getting the right view versus the wrong view as it mentions here and was already preached on that uh, came into being because of Adam and Eve and the lie of, the, of uh, Satan. And folks, many of you said, I have a wrong view of God. This is where you clear it up. Right on the front end of prayer and right on the front end of your day, you start getting an accurate view of God. It will affect your lifestyle. Amen. And, to, and I tell you, uh, depend upon God. Do not let Satan uh, stir you about the wrong thinking. And so as you go through that, that is when, based upon who God is, therefore I am. And the example there at the bottom of the page, if you have the orange book, is that uh, you may really meditate on the fact that he is the good shepherd that John 10 talks about. And so your identity is, therefore, I am secure and protected. That's a wonderful thing. Amen. Yesterday, just, uh, yesterday or the day before, I was just dwelling on the wisdom of God. And I am wise. Now, I know I'm not wise naturally, you know. But I said that confidently. I'm wise. I've got the wisdom of God. He indwells me. I've got the word of God. That is perfect wisdom. I can make the right decisions. That's exciting. Amen. That's just simple thoughts, but it'll, it'll encourage you. Now, let me note, show that um, in your, uh, if you are using the, uh, our workbook here, uh, there you'll have one page of example of the diary. And if you'll note, on the diary, the very first section, you can see it on the screen, is where you write down what God has shown you about himself, what you want to say about it. It's good to write it down. And then you come up with, because he is, therefore I am. And this can be very corrective in your thinking as a part of prayer. And uh, now in the orange book, you have three weeks of those. And uh, so, but keep, just keep track. They'll be putting on the screen, and I may forget, but they'll show you where in the diary each of those parts are located. And so we start with the worship and praise. Now let me note also, uh, there are prayer helps in the back of the orange. And if you will uh, note there on page uh, two, of the back of the orange, you will find uh, the worship and praise section. And then it is, well, I've got these two sets of pages here. I should have written all this down, so I'm going to look back and forth. But 126 is the worship and praise if you're utilizing uh, our workbook there. But, um, and so this is very helpful. You have uh, there on these pages a lot of the names of God. As you go through that, that helps you. In fact, sometimes I like to just go down and take sections of that and just meditate on the different aspects of God. I like to remind myself that he is the creator. He is the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. He is king of kings. I don't care what the world says. He is the Lord of lords. He is sovereign. He is full of, of majesty. He is the God of providence. I can trust him. He's the Alpha and Omega, the Lamb of God. He is the author and finisher of my faith, the altogether lovely one, and on you can go. And how it stirs your heart to meditate and then pick one of those. 
however God leads you, and just meditate on who your God is. That time for me just flies. I'm always a little disappointed. I don't keep necessarily a rigid schedule on this, but I keep pretty close to it because I've learned that if I stay pretty much with the outline and the timing, then I can cover all of these areas because every one of them are important. So you want to start being God conscious. I could say a lot more, but let's go to the second one, waiting on God. Let me also mention that um, in the prayer helps is the outline directly. And uh, so that is on, let me find it here. Um, That's on page one in the back under prayer helps in the orange. And uh, it's right there after the diary in the the workbook um, or right before it, I guess. Yeah, page 123. So there's that outline. Totally confusing you, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, you can, I'm going to just now go straight through it because I want to finish this here. The second part after the first five minutes is waiting on God. And this is the time that we let the Spirit of God take our praise and our worship as we meditate on who our God is. And we yield ourselves to Him and we are now expressing our trust in Him and we are interacting with Him based upon our relationship. You see that there's some of the explanation on uh, uh, verse 6. And uh, we're speaking to him about who he is and letting him work in us. Now, the thing that I do that's been a great joy to me for a number of years now is I take time during this waiting on God to meditate on the Father and then to meditate on the Son and to meditate on the Spirit of God. And uh, it is just such a joy uh, to think that every good and perfect gift cometh down from above from the Father of lights. And uh, the Father of Lights uh, is our vine dresser. He's the one that lifts us up from the world. He's the one that prunes us so that we can bear more, uh, much fruit. If you're having trials, you're able to say, Lord, you are good. Father, you take care of us. And on and on. There, in the prayer helps, there are many different suggestions. The Lord Jesus uh, is a high priest that is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He is the one mediator between God and man. He ever lives to make intercession for us. Listen, between the Lord uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we've got the triune God interceding for, uh, interceding for us. Did you know he's doing it for you right now? Amen. Right now. He knows your needs. He knows where you are. Some are maybe hurting from what you've heard already. Some of you may be a little confused. Some may be fighting because there's inner sin that you want to deal with. Well, God's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are communicating together about you. That's very encouraging. I mean, sometimes that's shouting ground for me because the triune God knows what I need. And I just want to tell him I trust and I tell God I trust him. And and so the Holy Spirit, just to meditate on the fact that we can commune with him and that uh, uh, he has given us his power a revelation, illumination. He manifests Christ in the Father. It's just so many things and so many verses. By the way, if you want to get into a memorization program, go to the prayer helps here, and there's a lot of verses that back up what I'm saying to you very quickly. I've memorized all of them. Well, I should say 
I, I at least have in substance all of them, okay? <laughs> I want to be truthful here. Uh, I remember the, uh, the other, yesterday or the day before, I realized I'm not quoting that word for word, you know, and I really should be doing a paraphrase all the time. I remember being a little rebuked, so I'm working on that one. I won't tell you which one it is. It's a little bit difficult verse, but uh, uh, anyway. Uh, but it is a great memorization program, and uh, those verses will very quickly come into your heart and mind. That means then, if you get caught somewhere and you've got to pray out from even having your material, you got it all right here. Got it in your heart, and you can just keep going because you've got that material deep within you. And I think those of you that have been doing the Hour with God for some time know what I'm talking about. It's right there in you. You can even jog then and pray without having your book. <laughs> uh, and you've got it all in your mind and heart. That works, that works well. All right, that's five minutes. And those five minutes are just precious. There's so many different ways that you can speak to the Lord. But having all of the different angles of the verses and thinking of, uh, of who God is and then communing with him and responding and, and talking about uh, your I am statement. Uh, it is just a precious time. Those 10 minutes will go very quickly. And by the way, that's, about, that's actually a long time of prayer for most people. And you're just getting started. But you know, by this time, you're going to have a heart to keep going. That's what's exciting. The next five minutes is confession. Now, you might say, Pastor Van Gilderen, shouldn't that start first? Listen, if you get out of bed and try to, you get up and you are going to start to confess, uh, number one, you won't know what to confess. Number two, you're going to feel like a bum. You know, because uh, you, you just don't have a concept of God. You're just all into yourself. You don't need to start with confession because that's going to be a self-awareness deal. You need to spend 10 minutes with God and think about who he is. So by the time you get to confession, do you think the Holy Spirit's able to start working on your heart? You don't need to be introspective and go searching. Uh, uh, listen, God's more than able to bring what you need to deal with, okay? And, um, and so confession is a very important time in which... We respond to the Lord, and uh, uh, we begin to allow God to work in our hearts. In the prayer help section, we have the, uh, uh, a list compiled. You probably have seen it if you've read the book, The Revival We Need by Oswald J. Smith. It's a great list. We're actually in the new revised version of the uh, prayer journal. We're going to be adding more things without trying to be overly introspective. I mean, I have pages of things that I go through every day because I know the deceitfulness of my heart and I just want the Holy Spirit to be able to work and I'll go have some I do on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and that type of thing but uh, there's just so many ways and so many verses that you can learn. I mean again that five minutes is just a time of realizing God's going to meet you in your need and if you agree with him and you confess your sin he will forgive you. And the whole point is to unburden your heart to a God who has already paid for your sin and you agree with God and you ask God for wisdom. You're leaving that with two things. Number one, you've got a clean heart. The guilt is gone. Number two, you believe that God's going to grace you and enable you to be able to continue to have victory. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And uh, so many things, and you can see, make sure you fill in. You see there on the page or... Uh, on your diary, 
Uh, that's a very important time. So that's 15 minutes you've already finished. finished. And then going to spiritual warfare. These are the two key sections. Once you have looked at the greatness of God and it's been personalized through waiting on God and you've let God speak to you about that, then you deal with sin. Now you're ready to do spiritual warfare. Satan, by the way, is very real, but he is a defeated foe. And there's two mistakes you can make. Number one is to diminish who he is and, and then be tripped up by him and not take your stand against him. Or you can give him too much credit and live in constant fear. Neither of those are biblical or spirit-led. When it comes to this matter of spiritual warfare, it is very important to uh, uh, take your position in union with Christ and, uh, and, to, um, and to quote many of the verses that uh, deal with the victory that we have over Satan and realize that God will do it. Submit, your, submit yourselves therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, James chapter 4. Um, and then you have the great passage in Ephesians chapter 1 that uh, Christ, uh, we are in Christ who is seated at the right hand of the Father. You go back to chapter 1 who is far above all principality, power, might, and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world which is to come. And uh, he is the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. That's a great promise. My friends, we individually in the church of the living God, is we are in Christ who has won the victory, and if we will take our stand against Satan, we do not have to be defeated by him. Folks, it's not the devil made me do it. It's we uh, allowed the devil because uh, we have the power in him. So uh, spiritual warfare. I, I like to take my stand personally for myself and ask God, uh, uh, quoting especially there from James, and then the matter of my family as husband and father, grandfather, I ask God to protect and put a hedge around my entire family, each one individually. And that uh, I stand against Satan for my family. I stand against Satan for myself based upon the finished work of Jesus Christ. And I tell you, there's great joy knowing that God hears that prayer and God will protect. I have been amazed over and over. And I know I'll find a lot more out when I get to heaven as to how God has protected. And then you ought to pray for your church. Uh, that God would put a protection around the church. He's the head. It's his body. We should be the fullness of him that filleth all and all. Under his feet, I mean, so under our feet, which really it's his because he is in us, uh, Satan will be crushed and the gates of hell cannot prevail. There's so much that you can, you can, I, I, listen, this, listen, the body of Christ is, um, there is no reason we should be overtaken by the evil one, but we need to intercede. And I'll tell you, those of you that are members of a church, there's nothing greater than you can do for your pastor than to pray and intercede for that church and ask God to work. Well, I'm to move quickly here. Those are very important. See, by the time you have finished 20 minutes, you've been worshiping the Lord. You understand who you are and what that means to you. Uh, it's become personalized for you. You've uh, opened your heart, confessed your sin. You have a clean heart, and you have a balance in your thinking there, and you've taken your stand against Satan. Well, a lot's been accomplished, hasn't it? By the way, you're getting ready to pray now. 
Okay, <laughs> this is getting, getting things ready to go. Well, the next uh, section is another five-minute section on claiming promises. And uh, this place is every time God gives you a promise, write it down. Write it out. Memorize it. That's another great, that's another list uh, of memory verses. I can give you a, a one or two verses for every miracle that we've seen. As I look at the land over there, there are some great promises, and I still quote those promises. Uh, the Heritage Center over there. Things that God has done for us here. Miracles in people's lives. And then the promises that he's given for things that will occur. And I believe that God's going to do it. Keep a diary of your promises. Memorize them. Hold God to what he has said. And it's encouraging. In fact, you know, when you get a little faint-hearted about having to wait on the Lord about an answer to prayer, you get back on those, those verses that God has given you that applies to your situation, and this will be a thrilling section. Now, intercession and uh, petitions. Ten minutes here. You should be, if you have let the Spirit of God work in your heart, you should be ready now to let uh, the Lord use you to intercede. Remember, folks, every time you pray through the power of the Spirit and you're praying the heart of God, God is doing something. Now, you know, when we pray for material needs, daily bread, we know God's going to do that. He's promised it. Um, and then other needs or specific uh, non-person situations, uh, God will work in our hearts, and oftentimes we see those things very quickly. But then praying for lost loved ones, praying for uh, Christians that you're really burdened about. Folks, remember, every time you pray, God does something. You may not see it. Often you don't see it. But you need to leave that prayer time knowing God did something. God's working in, at the throne. Maybe an angel's been dispatched. Who knows? Uh, God's convicted in their heart. Continue to convict and convict, and finally they get to a place that they'll break. Listen, it's just an absolute miracle. We've seen some recently here of people that have been prayed for, and just almost seemingly out of the blue, they got saved. Well, that's not out of the blue. God was working. And uh, so this 10 minutes. Now, I want to encourage you uh, to get a specific prayer list uh, do, it out, do it in categories. If you'll notice in the prayer helps here, we give you a suggestion uh, on um, some of the categories that you can have that we uh, have in our Christ dwells. Is that not in here? Uh, these two different books. But anyway, but uh, we have uh, in our big Christ walk journal uh, just how you can uh, intercession, petitions, family, missionaries, your church family, people you're praying for, your our, your Bible study, we have small group Bible studies, and just so you can have a way. And uh, I'm amazed in 10 minutes, I'm, as pastor, uh, there are lots and lots of people I pray for every day. And then I pray for my entire church on a regular weekly basis, if not more, with specific requests. And if you'll work that through in 10 minutes by the Spirit of God, you'd be amazed how much you can pray. And you can really pray. And uh, so I wish I could say more about that, but that is uh, what we're used to doing often in prayer. And so I encourage you to look uh, at that closely. And then the next section is Thanksgiving. That's five minutes where it's faith that we know that God has heard our prayer. He's working. 
And we're thanking God that he is going to work. We're thanking God for what he has worked. Uh, We're thanking God uh, for every aspect, frankly, of what we've been praying about in the entire prayer journal. And, uh, And we're thanking God for the things that are trials. And uh, I'm telling you, that's a very precious time to just seriously pray about everything. In fact, I go back through the previous day and go right through it, every aspect of it, and I thank the Lord. I don't want to forget what God's done for me. And then the trials, Lord, thank you. You're meeting me in my need. Go over. I go over every aspect of the prayer journal when I go through Thanksgiving and I pray and I thank God for everything I prayed about because God's going to do it. And I claim it at that time. And that Thanksgiving time, I tell you what, as maybe you confess to the confession, God's going to meet you in your need. He's going to give you victory. You need to stand on the ground of victory. So there's a lot of work that is accomplished by the Spirit of God during the Thanksgiving section. Then meditation and discovery. Here um, we uh, uh, have 10 minutes And you'll notice if you look at the uh, diary sheet there, it has two parts to it. There's a passage out of what you are reading. You can take a chapter or two and read during that time and ask God to speak to you. This is an interactive speaking time with the Lord. And you can uh, just ask the Lord, Lord, would you make uh, what you have for me really come alive because I want to meditate on it. And I tell you what, every time he will. And take a verse or two, and as you can see, if you have the orange um, booklet there on verse uh, chapter, <laughs> so used to go into the Bible, page 11, uh, you can uh, see how the verses were written out and then how they are rewritten in your own words. You know, writing scripture, folks, it does something for you more than you realize. Writing it out is very important. It's a great discipline. In fact, I know a lot of people just write out the scripture or even type the scripture just to get themselves to focus. But here in your prayer time, do that. And then writing it in your own words means you've got to really think about what does it mean asking the Holy Spirit to teach you. You're having an interactive time with God. And out of that 10 minutes, which... uh, is a blessed time because you're talking to God about what he's telling you and you're making, uh, you're, you're responding to his leadership. You're hearing his voice. The Bible comes alive. But believe me, after 40 minutes of prayer, do you think that the Bible's going to come alive? I promise you, it will come alive. It's just, it's just so sweet and precious. And, uh, and that's why we put that in here. And then at the end of your time, after you have meditated on those verses, we need to come up with what we call that I will statement. The I will statement is taking out of the verses what God has shown you and then making a specific statement of what God has called you to do to obey. Um, And so... uh, so however it may, it may be, um, the Lord may touch your heart about being bold about giving three tracks. Or maybe you haven't said much to your wife and you realize you need to encourage her. Or uh, you need to take a little time with your child. God dealt with you about that. 
uh, or there's a passage in scripture like here in this John 15 that you need to study. But make a very specific I will statement and that's written in the listening section which is a five minute section. Uh, and um, that listening section after the meditation and discovery is so helpful. You're asking God for wisdom, for strength to obey. Who should you share uh, what you've learned from your discovery time who should you talk to about that? And, uh, and just asking God for wisdom. I would say that not necessarily my messages, because those are planned out, but probably 60, 70% of my devotionals or, or uh, other types of speaking come out of this time. In five minutes, God just prompts your mind here, prompts your mind there, because you're very sensitive to the leadership of the Lord. What should I do for my family today? How should I plan what I'm doing? By the way, if you want to have a good plan, week, uh, daily planning, right here, uh, out, out of this should flow key priority things you need to do in a day. If you have a planning system, right here is the time. You've spent 55 minutes in prayer. Don't you think God can give you wisdom? And I'm telling you, by this time, this is very key time to do business with God. And then finally, praise and singing. Need to end with the worship and your eyes being back on the Lord. And uh, don't be afraid to sing out loud. Okay. Singing in your mind can get a little bit unique, you know. That's all right. You can hum. But you say, well, you know, my family may not like it. Well, uh, it'll be okay. You'll do all right. Uh, You may look a little crazy in the car if you happen to be in the final section of it there in the car, whatever. But uh, we need to, we need to Certainly praise the Lord, thank him. He's going to work and just worship him from the depths of your heart. All right, I've gone through that. wasn't really quick, but it is quick as far as I'm concerned because I I honestly could take about five hours on this. But it's precious, folks. And this is just a little idea of how to break down an hour so that uh, you can have every facet of prayer in your life. Now, here's what we're going to do. Uh, We're going to give you a chance to pray. How many of you in your heart over the three sessions today, there's some things God talked to you about? Anybody have God talking to you today? Okay. Get to, why don't you talk to him about it right now? Perfect time. And um, I wish we had more time, but we're going to take a little bit of time till about uh, 4.30 here to individually pray. And I would encourage you to stay right in your seat or you can move somewhere up here. We will be going not in full five-minute or ten-minute increments. I'll, I'll shorten them. But I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you just to get an idea, because many of you are very regular in your prayer life, but just, I'm sure, if you don't have a specific plan like this, probably some of these areas are not part of your prayer life. So I'd like you to take a little time on each one of them. We'll have several minutes We'll let you know when we go on to the next one. And if you just follow with us, just to give you an idea. Because I really would encourage you to just take that dramatic commitment. Say, Lord, I'm going to spend an hour with God every day. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I can see here's a plan. I've had a lot of people tell me, thinking of an hour just seemed daunting. But then once I had a plan, that changed everything. So that's what this is. It's not the perfect plan. You can do it a hundred different ways. But let's do that. Just follow this this time just to give you an idea of what can be done, okay? And so let's go to prayer, and you'll hear me, my voice, every few minutes saying, let's move on to the next. I'll remind you of a couple of things. 
But what do you, who do you need to talk to right at the beginning? Spirit of God and ask for his enabling. Okay? So uh, let's go ahead and get started.